Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, Denise, I think back to to Lisa texting me a few years ago saying, like, the time is right for Denise. She's so great. She's everybody's going to love her on the show. And so what's she was so excited about you coming on the show. So what's changed? It's a 20 year friendship. Where do you think you go from here? I just don't know. I don't know. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has come to an end. The season is over and we are bidding the ladies adieu. Although we do have a Secrets Revealed episode next week. And I, for one, love the Secrets Revealed because we often get little nuggets of information that are truly mind-blowing. May I remind you all of that season where we learned in the Secrets Revealed that Kim Richards had been going around using room deodorizer spray as a breath freshener. And she was using it <laughs> in her mouth. So it was truly a wonderful moment. And so we all need to watch. We need to tune in and see what secrets will be will be revealed. And it will also be our final, final appearances from our Denise fucking Richards, who I love and I'm going to miss terribly, and Big Dick Aaron, who didn't show up on the reunion. I was expecting him to at least like pop in for a second. Andy said uh, Big Dick Aaron didn't want to come out. And I was upset because I wanted uh, some closure with that. We never got any closure with him and the ladies. Remember, he was supposed to have a sit-down with Erica and the whole crew, and that never happened. And then, I don't know, I would have liked to hear what he does for a living because I still don't quite understand it. I still don't get it. Uh, You guys, speaking of what people do for a living, we got to just talk briefly about all this Teddy Mellencamp stuff. I don't know if you've been following. Uh, Trigger alert, trigger warning. What I'm going to talk about, it has to do with a a lot about eating disorders and, and food and diet issues. And I know that can be a sensitive topic to a lot of people. And so I'm not going to get too deep into it because it's also a sensitive topic to me. I've sort of uh, mentioned it here on the podcast before, but uh, a woman named, I think it's Emily Gellis on Instagram, she had gone and done like a deep dive into this all-in program with Teddy. And she was getting people that were messaging her who had been through the program for all-in. And she was posting screen grabs of the direct messages people were sending and people were alleging that it wasn't enough calories, and and also the people apparently who sign up for that program have to do NDAs, which is a little strange. And there's a lot of stuff, and you can read an article about it. Just search it on Google. <laughs> search it on Google. I sound like my mother. Just search it on Google, Dan. Just put it up on Google. Just Google it. <laughs> you guys, my parents watched me on Watch What Happens Live, which was such a thrill. Uh, but they had caught part of the reunion of the Beverly Hills right before my Watch What Happens Live appearance, and my mom doesn't watch The Housewives, so she doesn't know what's going on. She does have a loose understanding of Denise Richards and Lisa Rinna from soap operas, and uh, my parents are big Two and a Half Men fans, of course. You know, they were always telling me about Two and a Half Men. Every week I would talk to them on the phone when that show was on. they say, do you watch Two and a Half Men this week? And I'd say, I sure didn't. <laughs> sure did not. Uh, but so they knew Charlie Sheen and the Denise Richards drama and all that. So they were loosely familiar 
And then on the reunion, they caught the last maybe half of it before Watch What Happens Live. And they said on the reunion, like, Google the Heather Locklear stuff. And so my mom, after my parents went and she was breaking it all down for me, she's like, Dan, then I went on the Google and I Googled all about the Heather Locklear, Denise Richards stuff. There's a lot going on there. It's like a soap opera. And I was like, yeah, mom, I've been telling you these shows are like soap operas. That's what they are. Because my mom loves a soap. She loves all my children. She loves a general hospital. She used to watch all those when I was growing up. And so I keep trying to get her into Housewives. And so she she seems like, you know, she could get on board. But, um, you know, you Google it. Anyway, so Google the tele- Teddy Mellencamp stuff. Because there's a lot of accusations. Very interesting. I'm sort of shocked that it has taken this long for people to really do a deep dive into the diet stuff. Uh, but. You know, there's a lot to with food issues, with diet issues, with working out stuff. There's so many different forms of eating disorder. It's not just binging and purging or anorexia. There are so many different layers and, uh, I don't know, things to that. And so I do find it difficult to talk about. So I don't really know how to talk about it. <laughs> I know I brought it up here. I was the one who brought it up, but I don't know how to talk about it. Uh, it's just look it up and you guys can decide for yourself. But I do believe there are various forms. Sometimes uh, being so strict with your diet, I believe, could be a form of an eating disorder. And and you got to talk to your doctors. I think it's important to talk to professionals, healthcare providers, because they really know, like certified nutritionists. I do believe that it's good to have some sort of, um, I don't know, qualifications. But, you know, look it up. Look, Google it. That's all I'm going to say. That's enough on that. I couldn't even follow all of it, to be honest with you. I saw the Cut article, the Cut, an online publication, did like a whole thing on it. And I read part of that, but I was sort of preoccupied this week, and there seemed to be a lot. And oftentimes when this kind of thing happens, I'll get a bunch of DMs where people will send me things, and it's just like becomes overwhelming, and I can't even follow it. And then I just give up, and I I don't know, I put on some random TV shows or or some old episodes of Housewives. Anyway, I want to just briefly touch on the Beverly Hills reunion. It seemed like by this part three, we were all just sort of acknowledging the fact that Denise and Brandy, they did have sex. I felt like we all just sort of caved in and agreed that it happened. Even Denise wasn't really putting up much of a fight. I just felt like it happened, but I do understand that Denise didn't want to talk about it. And we've been through this ad nauseum. It's like, enough with this. I feel so relieved that we're end of this at the end of this season because I'm tired of talking about this Brandy-Denise stuff. It's just like... Enough is enough. There was nothing else going on. And then there was like these little things that were happening at the reunion where I felt like we were grasping at straws to like stir up storylines for next season. A lot of the Garcelle stuff felt like that to me, where it was like Teddy called out Garcelle for not, I think, going to the Chicago performance or something. And then there was like a Garcelle and Kyle thing that we were uh, going through the last couple of weeks. And I don't know, it all just felt like this was a, a whole lot of nothing. Because they all sort of realized they didn't have any other storylines going on other than the Brandy and Denise stuff. So that was, I don't know. I just was sort of bored by it. I hope next season, I want them to bring Sutton on full time, because I think she's good. I want Garcelle to stick around and love her. And I would like them to bring in two new people and maybe get rid of two people. That's my choice. That's my opinion of what I think should happen next season. I would personally maybe get rid of Erica. I know Erica's a popular housewife, so that's not going to go over well with some of you, but I would get rid of Erica. I don't think she really brought a whole ton this season, although I do think it was her best season, to be quite honest with you. I This is the most I've liked Erica, to be quite honest. And then um, Dorit, I love, I would like to her to stick around. You know, I'm not a fan of Teddy, so I want to, I don't think Teddy should stick around. And 
you know, online, when you go online, like, people hate Teddy. Aside from this all-in thing, people really despise her. And she seems to be a very hated housewife. And I always kind of think that, you know, all these people who are tweeting about getting rid of her, I would imagine it just makes Bravo want them want to keep her around even more because she gets so much social engagement about people who hate her. <laughs> like, everyone tweets and Instagrams and everything about how much they hate her. And I always want to shout, like, stop stop doing that. Like, just shh. If we all are just quiet about it, she'll go away. Like, they'll realize it. she'll just go away. But she gets so much social engagement that I can't imagine Bravo would want to get rid of her. Even if she is boring on the show, people seem to have such an intense dislike for her on social media. And so, that's just going to keep her around. So, that's just my um, my advice for all of us moving forward is maybe we just don't talk about it as much. And here I am talking about it. Anyway. Uh, my favorite part of the Beverly Hills reunion, though, part three, was when Denise, we saw her on the Bold and the Beautiful set acting alongside a mannequin. Did you see that? She was just talking to that that white mannequin. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's just acting against that mannequin. And a Big Dick Aaron was going to step in, too. Apparently, he's a soap star now. Because on these sets for COVID, they have to have someone that you live with or you make out with a dummy. I mean, she's making out with a dummy either way, Denise, whether Aaron's on set or not. But uh, he is going to step in for the mannequin, I guess she said. And so that'll be an interesting thing to watch. And uh, I just couldn't help but laugh, though. I mean, they really got to do a lot now in these COVID times to get our entertainment stuff going on. And I don't watch The Bold and the Beautiful, but can you tell that they're making out with a mannequin? I would imagine. I know there's tips and tricks for how to hide things on camera, but I would imagine you could tell that, hey, that's Denise Richards making out with the dummy, you know? But what a, whatever, what am I to judge? Uh, the last thing I want to say is that there was a lot of, are you threatening me? A lot of, are you threatening me? Denise was like, are you threat? Or Arena was like, are you threatening me, Denise? Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Is that a threat, Denise? Are you threatening me? Is that a threat? Meanwhile, Denise was just like on her phone. She had her scripts in her hand. She was ready, ready to go study her lines. She was on interest. She was checked out. And I'm proud of Denise for just being like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done here. I'm going to go to the Bold and Beautiful. She's like, I'm going to do some Hallmark movies, Lifetime movies. She's going to do all that stuff, and I'm proud of her. So good job, Denise. Get out of there. Get out of town. Get out of town. And watch what happens live. Andy asked us all. We played a game. It was uh, agree or disagree. And our whole panel, we all uh, sided with Denise. Our whole panel was Team Denise. And although I do think that it happened, the thing with Brandy, I think I don't like how anyone handled it. But watch what happens live, you guys. I got to say, it was so much fun. First of all, it was such a delight to be on there with all these people that I love. We're all pretty good friends in real life. Ben and Ronnie from Watch What Crappens, who are you know podcast mentors and heroes of mine. Their podcast is so, so funny. And Amy Phillips, who was one of really like the trailblazers, like she was uh, one of the early people to really post her impressions on social media of the housewives. And I remember years and years ago seeing her on Watch What Happens Live and just being like so in love with her. I thought she was just the best thing ever. And then Ira, uh, he was one of my very first friends here in Los Angeles. I, I tweeted this. We've known each other for almost a decade now. And to see just, I remember 10 years ago or nine years ago, like he used to come to my very first uh, improv shows and stand-up shows. And I remember seeing his play in this little black box theater. And so it was just so wild to think that we were on a talk show together. Uh, it was just wonderful. I love him. And he's on a show called Keep It which I encourage you all to listen to. So uh, Watch What Happens Live was so fun. And Andy did such a great job because there were so many of us. He did a wonderful job of keeping it flowing and making sure we all got time. And he was so kind 
even before and after to chat with us uh, off air. And he was just really wonderful. So thank you to everyone at Watch What Happens Live. It was so fun. And I hope they do more episodes like that where they have other podcasters on and, and sort of these people who really know and love Bravo, because I feel like it does make a difference, you know? Okay, so should we talk about The Real Houses in New York? You guys, part two of the reunion. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Don't you see that you hold her to a different standard than you hold your other friends? Sonia can say she has a fat pussy, but when she says she didn't the word the pussy, to no, here. she wasn't humping. Right. No, but that's that not what I'm talking about. I'm saying you- I asked her. I said, please, please contain yourself. But that's I didn't just ask one, Sonia. Ramona, that's one Dorinda instance. Said, can I get Ramona, drunk tonight? You have a very weird infatuation about me and my own sexuality because anytime I say sex, penis, friends with benefits, I am held to such a different standard than everyone else. You know, I find Sonia funny like Lucille Ball, and I find your sexual things a little more crass. Sorry, that's me. Uh, the Real Houses in New York. I was really tickled by this part of the reading. It was so funny to me that Ramona was saying that Sonia just reminds her of Lucille Ball and Leah is just too crass. And I'm thinking in my head, like, in what episode of I Love Lucy were Lucy and Ethel talking about their big fat pussies? <laughs> Excuse my language. But Sonia Tremont Morgan, she's used the most crass language I've ever seen on a television program. And Ramona's like, well, she's like Lucille Ball. And I've seen every episode of Lucille Ball. I love Lucy. 
And uh, believe me, that never happened on I Love Lucy. It was a very, uh, very PC show. There wasn't a whole lot of fat pussy talk, is what I'm trying to say. Excuse my language. Uh, but that's the vet on that. And then I love this montage of the women just being horny when they were talking about all the men. And, oh, one of the men, did you guys see that Luann when she was flirting with that dog groomer? Remember, she was kind of like closing her eyes and doing like a fake orgasm while the dog groomer was massaging her arm, which, by the way, I know we talked about that at the episode, but like, what the fuck was that? Like, why was the dog groomer massaging Luann? <laughs> He's not a human groomer. I think he did say he was a massage therapist or something, but it was bizarre that the dog groomer just came over and just started massaging her arm out of nowhere, and she was really into it. So it turns out he was married. He was married, Luann. Didn't you know that? Didn't you see the ring? Was he not wearing the ring on camera, first of all? What did the wife think when he just she saw her dog-grooming husband just massaging another lady, a cabaret star, on the air? What was going on through her head? I'm sure she was pissed at the dog-groomer. I'm sure he was in the dog house that night, if you know what I'm saying, because he should not have just been massaging Luann. No one should be massaging Luann if they're married. We've seen Luann with these married men on the show before, and she fucked the pirate. And uh, it was alleged, what was that other trip they were on when Heather uh, Halla Thompson came in the room and Luann revealed that she was making out with the married guy? Like, what's going on, Luann? If you see a ring, uh, get away. I don't know. I was trying to think of something that rhymes there. But if you see a ring, it means a thing. Get out of there, Luann. Get out of there. You don't need to be flirting or asking for massages. What are you asking a massage for from a married man or a dog groomer, nonetheless? Neither of those, even if those were two separate people, a dog groomer and a married man, you shouldn't ask for a massage from either one. Okay, neither one are qualified to massage you, Lou. So you need to cool it. I'm sorry to get mad, but, you know, I know it's these men's fault, too. You know, screw these men. They shouldn't be flirting with Lou in the first place. But I'd also just like to encourage Luann, like, maybe check out the ring finger and see if they're married, and then don't ask them to massage you after they bathe your dog. It's just not something that's appropriate in any scenario. Lou, but uh, that was surprising to me. Oh, and then that other William, the kid, he he was seemed young. Remember in the very first episode, Sonia was flirting with them, and then it was revealed that Ramona hooked up with them. Big Dick Bill, that's what we'll call him, because Ramona, uh, someone on the panel revealed that he had a really big one, and they just talked about this man. Ramona said they don't sleep together, but then Dorinda said, uh, you do sleep together all the time. Dorinda said, if you were still menstruating, you'd be pregnant. Big Dick Bill. I was. I would have been proud if Ramona, if I was her, I would have hooked up with them and been proud because he was a gorgeous man. Maybe he was an asshole. I don't know. Uh, Ramona, though, I will say, okay, Dorinda hasn't had the greatest reunion or the greatest season. And Ramona hasn't either. But Ramona does a good job about going into these reunions every single season. And she does kind of take accountability. Like, she's still an a-hole, but she does say, like, yeah, I was an asshole. And although I don't think any of it's genuine, and I don't think she does change at all, like she doesn't seem to grow or change or evolve, but she does give us a lot of lip service at the end of each season. And so we all leave the season thinking like, oh yeah, like Ramona did a good job of owning her behavior. And we won't see not a single change next season. Nope, not one. Ramona will still be a monster. Uh, but at the end of this reunion, I was like, oh, I like Ramona again, which I didn't all season, you guys. I didn't. I've been hating Ramona this season. And I don't appreciate, I don't know. I just haven't been appreciating Ramona. And at the end of this part two of the reunion, I was like, you know what? You know, she's okay. She's good TV. That's what I've been saying. Uh, but we ended last week's reunion on that Dorinda footage where Dorinda, it was revealed that uh, John had something with 
Scott, and Scott had maybe been giving money or something, and so we got some insight into that phone call that was deleted from the episode last season. It was interesting stuff. And they were all kind of going at Dorinda, and Dorinda was like not backing down. And Tinsley, I was surprised at how aggressive she came in. I don't think I've ever seen Tinsley that I don't know if aggressive is the right term, but confident and outspoken. She really seemed to be going into that reunion wanting to get her point across. And I've never seen that from Tinsley in however many seasons she's been on. And I will miss Tinsley terribly. But I do understand Dorinda's point. And I I know Andy was like approaching her and saying like, well, why did you get so mad about the finale when Tinsley was brought up? And I understood what Dorinda was saying. Like, Tinsley decided to break her contract. We did learn some more insight into that situation where Andy and the producers did have a conversation with Tinsley, so it wasn't completely out of the blue. But I would imagine as a cast member, it might be a little different to find out last minute that somebody else in the cast, one of your team players, if you will, just decided to leave the show halfway. So I do sort of see all sides of it, um, which is maybe a bullshit, (laughs) maybe bullshit of me that I see both sides, but I get it. I don't know. I have a soft spot for Dorinda. What am I going to do? It is what it is. I love Dorinda. And I'm going to miss her. We only have one more episode with Dorinda. And it hasn't been her season. But it does seem like they're going with the narrative, Bravo, that she'll just be off for a season and then she'll come back. Even on Watch What Happens Live, Andy asked us. He said, do you agree or disagree that Dorinda should take a season off? And I believe he worded it that way. You'll have to look up the clip. But he worded it in a way of like, do you think she should just take a season off and then come back? And I thought, okay, that's what they're... That's what they're telling us now. I think she will just be off for one season and maybe she'll come back. Unless they have a really successful season next season, then they might not invite her back. But we'll see. But I have a soft spot despite it all. Through it all, you know, we change on a dime with these people, don't we? Every five minutes, we love them, we hate them. And as soon as we get off here recording, I might dislike someone I told you I loved. It changes like a dime. Also on Watch What Happens Live, Andy, they asked us to do uh, our favorite housewife of all time. And wow, that was the hardest decision of my life. I was going back and forth. I was trying to think. I know the Watch What Crappens boys had chose Luann, and I love Luann. She's had a great arc. And I'm thinking in my head, I used to feel Ramona was the best, but I haven't liked her this season. Sonia or Sonia Rita is a classic choice. She's so good on TV, but I also wasn't loving her this season. And I thought, you know, Karen Huger, Karen the Ladam Huger, the Grandam, she has been my favorite recently. And so I really went to bat for her. And I I know it was a a controversial pick for some of you. I got a lot of messages, but I stand by it. And I think Karen Huger is one of our best. Father God in heaven. And uh, yeah, but Dorinda was up there for me too for a while. But, you know, they have a good season. They have a bad season. Anyway, they were being tough on Dorinda, though. I was surprised that even Andy kept saying, but you were so mean to her. Why were you so mean? Like, you, you just seemed to be so angry with Tinsley. And I was surprised that he was just going so hard. And then Ramona and Dorinda were getting into it, too. Ramona said that she found out about John via page six. And she said, Dorinda, you're not up front. You're asking Tinsley to be up front with all of us. But Tinsley has. She's told us all about her life. And meanwhile, you have gone and not told us about this breakup of a man uh, that you were with for eight years. And that was interesting to me. And they played a little clip that was deleted footage of Dorinda's friend Greg from the dinner. Apparently, he was the one who leaked to page six that Dorinda and John broke up. And Dorinda said, oh, he made the decision for me. 
And wow, this was a bold move of this, Greg, and I actually really respected it because how many of us have had a friend who's been in a very toxic, horrible relationship where they break up, get back together, break up, get back together, and you know in your head, you know this friend of yours, they shouldn't be with that asshole or they shouldn't be with that person, but they can't help themselves. They get back together and break up. And so this Greg just decided to take it upon himself and he's like, I'm going to fucking page six and I'm going to tell them that uh, these two are broken up, and then it won't allow them to get back together. And that was a bold move. Bold-ass Greg. Wow, Greg, wow. I could not believe that he went to the page six. Called up page six. Called up page six. Wow, Greg, wow. Um, And that ended it. What else do we got to talk about? Uh, Oh, there was a lot of Bethany stuff. So Dorinda, when she was defending herself about getting so mad at the finale party, Andy's like, why did you get so mad? And then Dorinda's like, I didn't like that Leah was implying she was brought on by Tinsley and this whole facade, blah, blah, blah. And Dorinda said, if we were uh, if we were getting a finder's fee, Bethany would be the one to get it because she brought Leah onto the show. Now, Andy cleared it up and said she was on Bethany's list. Bethany apparently gave 30 names to production of women that she thinks would be good for housewives. Production, someone else on the team had Leah's name on their list as well. So Andy cleared that up. He was like, it wasn't just Bethany who suggested Leah. It was another producer. Also, Bethany never known Leah. And then Ramona said at another point in the reunion that Bethany was like in Dorinda's ear. And that was interesting to me. And Dorinda and Bethany are good friends, and I want them both back. My hope is that in a season, you know, Dorinda will be off for a season. And in two seasons from now, or whatever, one season from now, I hope that Dorinda and Bethany will both be back together. Wouldn't that be good? Ooh, that would be great. I'd love that. I'd love that. That's what we need in this, what the world needs now. It's Bethany and Dorinda back. Uh, and then we just talked about the season. There was some conversation about the vibrator and the chicken, which I couldn't even believe was this season. Remember the vibrator and the chicken? <laughs> this season really gave us a lot. There were a lot of things that I, thought, I feel like will be kind of all-time moments in the Housewives history, like the the Tiki Torches episode with the with the vibrator and the chicken. And there was just a lot of stuff that I think that we'll be talking about for years to come. And so even though it might not have been like top tier Roni, I think it was definitely not their best season by any stretch of the imagination, but I still think it was really, really great. And when I remember all of these moments, there was also that moment where I had totally forgotten about it. When Tinsley had said that she made out with her sister and then Andy was like asking her like, well, how do you make out with one sister? And then her response was like very bizarre to me. She's like, well, we're, you know, we're talking about kissing. Who's a good kisser? And then she said, like, my sister thinks I'm a good kisser. And it was just like, this is dark to me. Like, this is dark sided. And I look, I'm happy when brothers and sisters and family members have close relationships, but this is an inappropriate one. And I, it seemed like all too casual for Tinsley to just be saying, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not making any accusations here about Tinsley. I'm just saying it was a little too casual for my liking. Everyone was just, it was talking about it as if it was just a normal occurrence. And that's not something I felt comfortable about. I was more comfortable about the box of vibrators that they were talking about bringing on their trip. Dorinda brought the, bro- brought the box of vibrators. A whole box. I knew they had them in the suitcase. Luz went off in the airport. The vibrator went off. Um, but I didn't realize that Dorinda brought a whole box. Maybe it was just something I forgot, but she brought a whole box. What was she doing bringing a whole box of vibrators? Was it a, a parting gift? Unclear. Uh, then we talk a little bit about Ramona calling the staff and the vacation servants. And she just says, I'm antiquated and I'm old. That's what she said. She said, I'm old. She was getting a lot of words wrong this reunion, too. She's like, caduce. Am I saying? Or she said, kudos. And she had to ask Andy, like, am I saying that right? Because normally she says caduce. 
and she just tries her best. Um, but English is not a great thing for her, um, the language. Then uh, we have a whole Lou package. Luann uh, is confronted about saying she was in prison and on parole because Andy says you were just in jail one night and then you keep saying that you went to prison and all this stuff. And Luann's like, well, I'm not familiar with the language. I'm not familiar with the language. <laughs> not. She's not familiar. But Luann had a good season. She did, uh, aside from uh, trying to get a massage from that dog groomer slash married man, she did have a really good season. And so I was proud of Lou. She came back, and that's what I thought would happen with uh, with Dorinda, but apparently we're not going to get to see that. Then uh, there was one deleted scene with uh, Avery and friends at dinner with Ramona and Leah. And this was interesting because Andy said, look, you hold Leah to a different standard. And the other women talk about sex, and they were like, you talk about sex. Leah said, when we were at dinner, I said something about a big dick, and you got so mad because it was in front of your daughter, but then you were like giving the wine glass a hand job, and they showed the footage. Ramona was like stroking that wine glass, and then she was drinking out of the straws if it was, you know, she was doing a you-know-what at beach. And they showed the footage, and I'm thinking, Ramona, you were doing that in front of your daughter, but like Leah says something about wanting a big dick, which who among us? doesn't. And you were so offended by that. And Leah was just speaking the truth. I appreciate it all, actually. I, I, I love seeing all this sex talk. Like, I could watch hours of just these women sitting around talking about, like, the guys they are dating and sleeping with and, and the dicks and all of it. Like, that's enough for me for a whole show. Like, I would love... Remember that show on MTV? I think it was called Loveline. Remember that? Where it was like a doctor and then that other guy, Adam Carolla. Was it Adam Carolla? Yeah. It was the two of them and then people would call in and ask questions about sex. And I would love to see something like that, like a love line, but just with the Roni women. I'll come on and host it. I'll be the host, and I'll just like ask the Roni women, you know, about all this stuff, because I feel like they know a lot. They've been around the block, and they understand it. They're all open and wonderfully open about it, about their sex lives. And I feel like that could be a great show. Love line, what would we call it? I don't know. Love. We could just call it love line. I don't think they have a trademark on that. So let's just re- reboot love line. At MTV, call me up. We could do it. I think it'd be a great show. Just They have to be older women, though. I don't want to see these youths talking about sex. I want to see Sonia Tremont Morgan uh, and Leah McSweeney would be the youngest, I'd say, uh, that age. Uh, what else? They talk about Leah being bipolar. It was so great that she talked about it, although she did say she didn't want to talk about it on air, and Ramona brought it up, and Leah knew that once Ramona brought it up, it'd be on camera, and then how is she going uh, to go on not talking about it? But eventually, Leah and Ramona, they do make up. Ramona says Leah beats to her own drummer. (laughs) She said she's self-made, and she has no man who supports her. She's like, I see myself in you. And they seem okay. They seem good. They elbow each other. They can't hug because of COVID, but they do elbow each other. Uh, And that was nice. There was some stuff about Dorinda said that Ramona got a facelift. She said, you you act like it's your renewed skincare, but it's really you got a facelift. And then Andy says to Ramona, did you get a facelift? And Ramona, you guys, she was lying. Sorry to say, (laughs) I didn't even ever think before that Ramona got a facelift. But when she said no, it seemed like a lying no. I don't know for sure, but it seemed like the way she said it, her voice sort of went up or it was like a no. (laughs) I never heard her voice like that. It's like, did you get a facelift? And she's like, no. Like, she didn't seem very confident in her answer. And so that led me to believe, like, I feel like I'm a good judge of character. And it seemed like Ramona was lying in that moment. So that's what, that's what it is. Uh, the reunion ends. Uh, Tinsley leaves. That was the last appearance from our Tins. I'm going to miss her. Game set. We need her. 
Uh, but she's gone. I didn't think they'd get rid of her. I thought she'd be sticking around for all three parts, but she left in that big-ass ball gown. Uh, and she's gone. On social media, it appears that Leah and Tinsley have been hanging out lately. They were traveling in a private jet somewhere, and they were doing uh, the choreography to Wet Ass Pussy, excuse my language, that song. Uh, they were doing choreography for it. And when I saw that video, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but Leah and Tinsley, they do the choreography from uh, the Cardi B song. And um, it's it's shocking to the eyes. It's shocking to the senses. It will truly leave your mouth agape. Almost as much as my mouth was agape watching the Luann Viva La Diva video. Did you guys see that? Ooh, that Viva La Diva, you guys. What was that? It's like in black and white. It's Luann. She's definitely in her truth or dare Madonna phase. Like the whole video is in black and white. And she's just like, Viva la diva! You know, and she's that opening line always still haunts me where she says, See they, see these? Money doesn't grow on trees. Like, I don't even understand, like, what the fuck she's talking about. What does she say? She says, See these. Like, what are you saying, Luann? See what? Is she talking about her breasts or her wallet? Like, what is she? She just says, See these? Money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> what are you saying, Luann? Um, but watch the video on YouTube. Oh, also, on Spotify and YouTube, the song is Viva La Diva by Desmond's Child. Is it Desmond's Child or Des- Desmond Child? I'm not sure. Unclear. But it's by him featuring Countess Luann. So she's not even like the lead artist on it. And I wonder if that was like a point of contention or something. Because it says featuring Luann, and she's the whole one singing, and I use the term singing loosely, as always, when it comes to Luann, but she is talking through a beat um, and released it on Spotify, and it says, by Desmond Child, featuring Countess Luann. And wow, Luann, wow. I told you money doesn't buy you class, but a diva has needs. See these? They didn't grow on trees. One more thing we got to talk about, you guys. Nene Leakes from The Real Housewives of Atlanta announced that she's not going to be returning for season 13 of the series. Now, it's going to be very different. I was sort of expecting it. I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like Nene had such a bad season last season, and it seemed like she wasn't interested in being there. And also, I had been reading some things that they were filming, and, and she was still working out her contract. So I wasn't completely surprised that she did announce she's not going to be returning. But it's going to be a great loss for the show, because I think even uh, if you don't like Nini, she still tends to bring something to the show. But I am hopeful that it'll give the other women some room to breathe and maybe, uh, I don't know, make some make some fun changes over there. Maybe they'll bring in some new people and uh, it'll free up some money in the budget. Because, of course, she was the longest serving cast member. I'm sure she was getting paid more than anyone else over there. So that has got to open up some money. Maybe they'll take some, well, they can't take any better trips, can they? I don't know what they can do with that money. Maybe bring in some new ladies with that money. I'm not sure. Do something with that money, Bravo. <laughs> Donate to charity if you're not going to use it. Donate it to me. I'll take that money. Uh, anyway, I am, uh, I'm not super surprised, but it is going to be a loss. Nini's given us so much over the years. And although the past couple seasons, I don't think Nini has really been on the top of her game, I think she has, a, has sort of had one foot out the door. You know, there's been a few seasons, uh, the last maybe five or so, where Nini was only part-time, or she stepped in at the end of the season, or came in for a few episodes or missed a bunch of episodes. And so it never felt like Nini was fully present. And I always want the housewives to be fully present. So I'm going to miss her terribly. Uh, but, you know, we got to move forward and hopefully she'll be back. Maybe she'll be back. And I always want them to come back when they're ready to donate uh, all of their time. Not donate. They're willing to give all of their time to us for the betterment of the program. You know, even Bethany, it's like, I love Bethany, but I want her to be in 
full-time. I don't want these women coming and going as they please or missing four episodes at a time. I need the group dynamic to not be off because then it does throw the other women off when somebody's like not around for three episodes and they come in. It's like then they got new fights starting that are uh, kind of out of nowhere. And so, yeah, hopefully Nini will come back and she'll be full-time and present. But for now, we're going to bid her adieu like we will bid Dorinda Medley adieu. We're going to bid Denise Richards adieu. We just bid Bethany Frankel adieu. We're bidding them all adieus. All the adieus. It's sad. You know, this is a new era. We're approaching a new era of Bravo. And I think it's good to have some change, some turnover. And I'm glad that we're not getting afraid to lose some of the old guards. While I will miss them, I think it's a good business move to be able to move on and bring in some new people and not be afraid of that. So that's what it is. But we bid them adieus. Bid them all that adieus. Anyway, that's, um, that's our housewives. You know, we're in reunion mode, so there's not a whole lot to recap when it comes to reunions, but I wanted to just check in with you guys. Next week, we'll be back with our Potomac recaps, and then I also have the two ladies, the queens, the icons, the legends, from Pen15, which you haven't watched it. You've got to watch it. Season 2 comes out uh, Friday this week on Hulu. Catch up with Season 1. I think if you're around my age, you'll love it. It's like very nostalgic. It's these two women who are my age, in their early 30s, and they play 7th graders in the year 2000. So (laughs) that sounds crazy, but that's what happens. And they're so funny, so brilliant. They created this show. There's there's drama to it, but it's so funny. It's so heartwarming. And it really just, it brings you back. There's a lot of nostalgia. If you're in your 30s, I'd say you'll be obsessed with it like I am. I truly think it's the best show on TV. And I can't wait for you guys to hear my chat with Anna and Maya from that show because I love them. But catch up on it and then uh, you'll enjoy my chat with them next week. Uh, so what else? I want to encourage everyone to go to the Everything Iconic store, everythingiconic.store, if you want any of our merch. We have Queen Icon Legend wine glasses. We have uh, cocktail books. We just got some more in, so you can get fancy AF cocktails on there. A signed copy if you want from me. And then we have t-shirts and all sorts of stuff. So everythingiconic.store. And if you want to support this podcast, go to the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash everythingiconic. If you click uh, donate, you can donate $4 more per month, and you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one per month. I'm recapping Sex in the City from the beginning. So the first few are up there already, and there's uh, one bonus episode a month. More importantly, the money helps to support this podcast. Thank you. I always hate to do that spiel. I do hate it every time. You guys, I know <laughs> I know some people probably turn off the podcast and aren't even listening right now. Uh, they probably have turned this off already, but I do hate giving that spiel, but I gotta do it. You know, gotta keep the lights on here at Casa de Pellegrino. Uh, You guys, I love you all so much for listening. Let's do our little cool down. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. And let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Guys, go about your day. I love you all, and uh, I'm sending my love to each and every one of you. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so, luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.